When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. All right, we back at it. Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. We got a whole ass legend up in here, man, as DJ Head would say while we're off air, man. We got Chris Calico checking in right now. Chris, Cali, baby. What's up? Cali, baby. What's up, dude? What's up, dudes? It's a lot going on, man. We're, we're a pleasure to it's have you. It's a lot on, going man. on. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. It's a lot of weight. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and we've seen that video. <laughs> and, and, and kudos to you for getting your D'Angelo on in that video, hey. man. Let's Let's start off with, with, with the video and, 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 and yeah. go from there. Yeah. Uh, the song's called Wait, man. Obviously, I, I've, I've been, if, if people know me, I, I've been around a little while, man. They know I always been a fat guy. And, uh, you know, fat guy, I, I, I would say, you know, about every 10 years, there's a fat guy rapper that comes along and just kills it. You know, you got B.I.G., Rick Ross, you know, you got every, everybody every 10 years. Every decade you get one guy, but I, you know, one of the things that I feel like nobody ever talked about was the fact of being overweight, you know what I mean? And so uh, I put out this song, wait, man, I had this idea to do, to, to do this song. And then I, um, a guy that's out there that shoots my videos out in LA, he was like, man, you should shoot a video kind of like D'Angelo, man, you just strip naked and do it. I was like, man, hell no, I ain't doing that, man. And, and I went to Arizona shooting another video was telling this other uh, director about it. He was like, uh, just strip down, let's do that right now. We could do that right now. He's like, dude, this would impact, you don't have any idea how many people will feel empowered by this. So right. it started off like a funny idea. And when I saw the first shots of it, I was like, ah, oh, man, so many people gonna feel like they don't have to be embarrassed. Now, naturally, I'm getting a, I'm getting some ridicule where people are like, man, you you saying that it's okay to just say you fat and that's cool. That, it, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, yeah. you don't need to feel bad about yourself. You know, it liberated me. I hadn't taken my shirt off in public since I was 13. Are you and, serious? Wow. No, nah, I mean, I swam, I swam with a t-shirt on. Fat guys know what I'm talking about watching. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Swimming in the t-shirt. Yeah. So I, I, I did that for a while too. Then I was like, fuck it. But so, so why were you doing it though? To cover up my 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 fat, them them was, them, them uh the man boobs. No, I wasn't tripping out the boobs. The gut for me, really. Yeah, you see, I, I had to, I had the double. I had to, I went I went double with. It. I got the gut and the man boobs. So I was got like, you know, and I've been trying to. Eat. He had been on tour with me, man. He knows that I, I'm not a guy that just tears up a bunch of food. 
No. Right. Um, I just have the most trouble losing weight. We talked about cycling, man. I'm an avid cyclist. I haven't been out in a while. I haven't done it in a while trying to get this label off, but um, you know, I haven't ever been somebody that just tears up stuff. I, I, I'm not even a guy that doesn't work out. I work out. The thing about it is I wanted people to feel empowered with this. One of the things that I noticed in hip hop and even as, as, as men, and especially as black men, you know, we don't show ourselves as being vulnerable all the time. Uh, you know, and I already, I, I always have, you know, with my fan base, my songs like anxiety and unstable and things like that. These are staple songs with, with my particular fan base. And I always show myself to be vulnerable. So this was just another level and just stripping down naked, shooting this video. And it's getting like, it's getting a lot of crazy uh, uh, responses. Man. A lot of, uh, I felt like when I watched it, I was like, what the fuck at first, right? And then as, <laughs> I, as I, because it catches you off guard, right? Yeah, if man. You, because you're, you're, you're look you're watching the video and I'm looking at the visual and I'm looking at the homie Nick, right? <laughs> so as I, so, but then you have to, you have to kind of not pay attention so much to, as to what you're looking at and listen to what you're hearing. Yep. And then and then paint with the same brush with the visual and then it makes sense to me, right? It makes sense. You see what I was trying to do. You guys I would never do it. You know what I'm saying? Most people wouldn't. <laughs> Most people wouldn't. You gotta have it was a dude, it was a dude that I was on the show the other day, and a guy said, Man, I don't know how manly that was for you to do that. I said, That's because you ain't got the balls to do it. Ooh. You gotta Ooh, have tough. balls to do that. Right up. You gotta have balls to be able to put yourself out there. This is not. Uh, 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 the type of a shape of a man that usually puts himself out there like that. But I was right. trying to, I was trying, there's a message that I was delivering. There was a message that you should feel comfortable in the skin you're in and risk being seen. Just take a risk because mm -hmm. I feel way better after that. As a matter of fact, I lost 20 pounds since then because wow. I felt even better. You know what I'm saying? We, we just had, um, you just talked about every 10 years, we just had Moray on the show. Yes, sir. I, I know you know Moray, but, um, he, we, we asked, we talked to him too, because I gave him props for being, in, for being very, in, he's embracing his body as well. Like I like he, how he pat his stomach when he be dancing and like <laughs> he fully embraces his big boy. Right. And I just felt like, I think that that's needed too, especially at a time like this where everybody's coming out of the pandemic and everybody's kind of, you know, a lot of people went through a lot of mental health issues and things yeah. like that. And yeah. um, I feel like, I'm not going to say that, I, like I said, I could never get that video off, but you got it off. Um, when you when you get feedback from people and they tell you things like, you know, this this helped me get through something or, you know, this inspired me. What does that do for you? It feels like mission accomplished. That's what I meant to do. I got a kid right now. They're doing this special uh, on me in the UK. This little autistic kid from London been getting teased, Bull people bullying him for being autistic. He went to summer camp, they snapped his glasses in half. And what I wanna do is pay for his new glasses. This is not just a publicity stunt. This is just, this is goal achieved. So what he did was, the, the way that the goal was achieved is he, he wrote this little rap for his uh, summer school. He wrote this, you know, these verses for his summer school and he was just rap rapping about me and how I gave him the courage to even keep going to camp after these dudes bullied him and, you know, and people just, he did him just want, wanting people to accept him the way that he is. And he feels brave enough to even vocalize that now, you know what I mean? And so when I hear these kind of things, when I see people, they're doing a risk being seen challenge on TikTok, where it's obese people, anorexic people, 
uh, women that have uh, uh, that are cancer patients going through chemo, taking their wigs off and exposing their head. People that have missing arms, missing legs, taking their prosthetic off and showing their nub and saying, I got this courage to do this after watching Chris Calico's video. Like, this is mission accomplished. This is what I wanted people to do. I wanted people to risk being seen and feel okay in the skin they're in, and that's what's happening. I got a couple of comments that I, I want to read to you, and then I'm gonna read them. I'm gonna read them all and get and get your feedback on it. Um, okay. This the first one is I'm currently on a weight loss journey. I start I started 300. I started at 365, and I'm down to 248. I've done this in six months. No matter what. The weight on my mental state isn't going away. I still feel like I'm almost 400 pounds. It's strange when you grow up big. Even when you lose the weight, you still feel like the world is judging. I love you, Callie. I'll follow you to the end, brother. That's yeah. one. The next one uh, is, it says, your music has literally saved my life on more than one occasion. And I will always love you for that. I honestly don't know what the fuck I would have done when my girlfriend died without your music. That's the second one. The last one comes from another fan of yours and says, it's weird how long I've been overweight and just kind of roll with it, but didn't realize how much I needed a song like this to make me a little more comfortable just doing me. Can't wait for more and congrats on the new label. When you when you hear those types of comments from your fans, those those are pulled directly from the weight video YouTube page. I pulled those when you when you hear those kind of comments. What is that? How does that feel? How does that make you feel? Other than mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, dude, when I first heard these comments, dude, my, my wife would wake me up in the bed and read them to me when the video first came wow. out. Dude, I was in tears. I was crying. Yeah. I was crying because how liberating must that feel? One song, one song can change people's life like that. Like literally within that, that song of two minutes and 36 seconds. In two minutes and 36 seconds, your life can change for the better. I mean, other than mission accomplished, I mean, that's that was my goal. So I feel like, wow, this this is my dream. Like, I, you know, people have, of course, I had a dream of getting into music and making it and all these other things looking like this. I mean, I got vitiligo. I'm a fat guy. You know, this is not typically the image that you would see. Uh, and so uh, I, I feel like this is like accomplishing my dreams, man, to make people feel better about themselves while changing. If you have a, if you have the ability to change, by all means, go do that. I'm not saying, hey, let's all be fat and be cool about it. Like, let's just not feel uncomfortable or ugly or disgusting and all of these things. Like at the beginning of the video, you hear all those voices. Let's not feel like that. I said all those things because now what I'm about to say after that when I start the song, it's going to contradict those things and make you feel better. So it's awesome, dude. It's awesome. I couldn't ask for more. And I think it even speaks to the, to the case of like you being on the mission to show people how to get uncomfortable. Right. And, and, and it's, it's okay to be uncomfortable. I was reading something the other day about uh, being comfortable with becoming uncomfortable and how that in itself is liberating and how that can kind of like break you free of certain things. Uh, I want you to speak to that audience for the people that, you know, hear the song and, and they feel it. But like you said, they, they may not want to take their shirt off or they may not want to expose themselves on social media or whatever, but they have it in them. Like what's what's a, another little message that you can give them to, to take that next step? They hear the message and they, they hear all these quotes and positive affirmations and things. But what's that? What's one thing that you would tell them to kind of like step into that direction of doing it? We, it's very really common for everybody to be comfortably uncomfortable. 
uh, Chuck, I look at you and you, you don't look like you've had a weight problem. I can't, I don't know that. <laughs> no, he hasn't. You look like you've ever had a weight problem, but. Hey, the homie okay. said, the homie said Chuck got the metabolism of a hummingbird. Shut your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> but These are facts. More than likely, though, there's something that you're insecure about. More than likely. Right. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're, maybe you're totally confident in every single way in life, but more than likely, there's something that you're uncomfortable about. So yeah. you don't have to display it. Just let this, just let the word set in. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to display it. Just let what I'm saying, like, uh, uh what, dang, what's, uh, what's the comedian say? Let that sizzle in your spirit. Damn, what is his name? <laughs> yeah, God, white. You about. Country white. Oh, country white, country white. Yeah, yeah. Let that sizzle in your spirit. So and that's yeah. how I feel, like, just let the words, you know, penetrate you, man. And, and, and maybe, uh, maybe penetrate is not the right word, but, but I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, absorb, absorb the words, man. There we, we go. There we go. Hey, like absorb the words, man, and let them help you. You know that that's literally what I'm here to do. I tell people all the time, man. I'm a musician. I've been I've been traveling around the world for 20 years, an underground musician. Um, but 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 what I really am here to do is to be a servant of the earth, man. I'm I'm here to I'm here as a servant. And music is the way that I serve people. So to me, you know, I, I think you should just still, I think you'll get the same message as the people that actually want to strip down like I do. I think you, it'll still hit you the same way. Um, also, you brought up um, having Villaligo, and I know you, you've you been embracing your, 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 yourself, your true self for a long time, because you even had an album called Villaligo like, yep. like over 10 years ago when you first stepped on the scene, kind of. Um, it, it, now, for the people who don't know, because not everybody knows what vitiligo is, what right. exactly is vitiligo? Vitiligo is what you see right here. This is, is it's the, uh, let me get in the light. It's, uh, it's, it's Lugoderma is the other medical term, which just means white, smooth patches of skin. Mm. And what it is, is it's like, uh, it's almost, to, to put it in layman's terms, it's more like a, a, like a, a partial albino. Got you. You've seen people that are albino. So what happens is their immune system recognizes their pigmentation, their cells, their, their, their pigmentation makes up your color. It recognizes them as foreign and destroys them. So it's an autoimmune disease, actually, that's wow. like, uh, actually like lupus, like um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, fibromyalgia. Like these are different uh, uh, autoimmune diseases and vitiligo the same way it actually affects me on the inside. It makes it to where I like certain foods you can't eat. Like I eat certain foods and my heart rate will go up to like 150. You know Dang. what I'm saying? From a, from, a, from a certain type of food because it's an autoimmune disease. But, you know, I, I never, ever let it, I, you know, and this ain't this, I have a dream speech. I never, ever let it hold me back. Like I always been a very outgoing person I've always been a great debater, as you know, a, a, a very loud dude. You know, I wanted you to see me. Uh, yeah. You know, when we were traveling, Ed, you know, when we were on tour with glasses and everything. I mean, I even had, I think at that time, I probably even had big hair, yep. big blonde hair. Yeah, big blonde afro. I always wanted people to see me. Um, you know what I mean? I forgot that. I done went off on a tangent and forgot the damn question. But, no, uh, it's all good. No, but no, it, 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 it's it's a bit of Yeah, when you see people that got white patches, actually, it's a lot more people that are famous now to have it. Winnie Harlow, who was on uh, Winnie Harlow, exactly. That's where I was going with it. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I saw, I saw, um, I think that is Winnie Harlow. Yeah. And she, she's like bikini. Like I be, and I, and I, and I, it's interesting because 
I, I think that a lot of times when people look at people as weird or different, like you just kind of uneducated on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, did Michael Jackson have it or am I mistaken in that? No, Michael Jackson had it. Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson, people didn't really believe it. The yeah, story, I was going to say, he said it and then a lot of people didn't believe it because he was bleached his skin at that point, right? Yeah, so they say he was bleaching mm-hmm. his skin. But, you know, a lot of people get it so much that they'll have more white than brown and they'll put makeup on the rest of the brown just to even the skin tone out. Uh, but for, the story goes is that he started on his hand and his hand started turning white. And that's why he put the sequin glove on. Oh, snap. That, that's how the story goes. Uh, uh, and, and that's why he originally did that. You know what I'm saying? Because he wanted to cover it up. Because at that time, just think that's the 80s, 70s, 80s. They weren't going to accept that. They, right. was gonna, they, be on, they were going to be on his helmet. They was on his yeah. helmet whole entire life anyway. Already, anyway. yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, that's what they say, man, that it's that it then it spread because that's what it does. It spreads. It's on my hands uh, and it usually spreads in openings, your eyes, your mouth, your nose. And then, it, you know, around your elbows and stuff like that. You know, what I mean, it was <laughs> I used to get teased so much. Man. <laughs> These girls at school said, man, I wonder if your uh, if your unit is that color and you <laughs> and you bust in rainbows. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I mean, you bust. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I had to learn how to get good. I had to learn to get good at cracking, man. Facts. Uh, yeah, you gotta I, have jokes to come around here. <laughs> it will drive me crazy. And yeah. on the school bus, I used to put my jokes about people in rhyme form. I would beat on the desk, beat on my chest, and put it in rhyme form. That's actually how I started rapping. Word. That was gonna get into that. Like, yeah, how, how did it all start for you? Did did it did it come as a as a tool? Like, were you already interested in music, and that was just a form of like getting it out there that way, or was like you said, it was you was backed up against the wall? Like, man, fuck it, I gotta shoot these jokes off. This is the best way I can do it in battle rap form, and it kind of formed into that. It was all of that, man. I actually came out of the church, man. I've been doing music my whole life. My mom was a choir director, wow. so I had to sing. You know, she taught me. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so I was performing at church, but I also was like, you know, at school, you know, rap battling against dudes. And, you know, uh, I came from a predominantly white neighborhood. And um, so it was I mean, I felt like I was so different. I was one of three black kids in the school and I was fat and I had vitiligo. It's like I had all these strikes. But the thing that wasn't happening within that culture is they weren't until I got to high school they weren't rapping like that. So when I would, if you cracked on me and I came back with it, okay, hold up. Oh, uh, and I just start going, you know what I mean? It was like, uh, it was something they hadn't seen. And I knew I had some, plus I had that musical background. So I took that into the talent shows, from talent shows into just doing it, messing around, man. And then I, I met Tech Nine uh, 20 years ago and me and Tech started getting on the road. You know, I, I hired him to get on the song. And uh, he said, man, that's the first time anybody ever made me uh, second guess my verses. You know what I mean? And uh, plus I sang. So we locked in. He was like, man, the way you look, how you look different, man, that's perfect for me. That's perfect with me because he already had red hair and preacher robes. and He lo- he was such a spectacle that, it, you know, it, we just took off from there. That was 2000, 1999, wow. 2000. So we now. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say one thing. One, one thing that I've always heard from Head, I've heard this from fans. I haven't had the pleasure of seeing it, but I've heard there's nothing like a strange music show. From the show to the tour, everything above. Now, Head has had the pleasure of actually seeing it up close and personal, but somebody that 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 hasn't gotten a chance to experience that, what, what words could you kind of like say 
that that describes it for somebody that hasn't had that, that chance? I don't know how you can describe it, man. You know, we we just always been my tech and myself. We've been a duo for a long time, and we've been um, until now, and we um, we've been compared to the greats, man. Uh, and I don't want to sound arrogant, but we've been compared to like the greatest performers ever. Absolutely. Uh, hip hop, you know, we always, we always lined ourselves up with like Method Man, Red Man, Busta and Spliff, you know, yep. we always lined ourselves up with dudes like, you know, with dudes like that, but I'm gonna be honest, man, I, I told Tech the other day, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, man, I don't think that there's a better duo on stage than Tech Nine and Chris Calico. I, I really don't. I mean, Kendrick would tell you that, I saw Kendrick almost every day standing stateside watching us when he came to kansas city about two years ago he was at the sprint center which is our arena here and he was like man it's something that you all don't know in kansas city that 10 years ago i was on tour and i learned how to do this thing on stage that y'all seeing me do today and i wouldn't be this artist if it wasn't for two dudes that are in this building right now tech nine and chris motherfucking calico mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be the entertainer i am but bro i, I, I broke down because i've yeah. seen and blossom into this amazing, huge superstar. You know what I'm saying? And so um, what it looks like visually is hard to describe, man. We we, we, we literally just um, try to outdo everybody. We've been at festivals and see Wiz Khalifa or whoever backstage and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> You're right, though. Y'all gonna have to kick ass tonight on stage. You know, to be able to look to the side the Sprite Liquid Mix tour was our first tour and see Jay-Z over here like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To watch Jay-Z over there, to watch, uh, to be in LA at the Key Club and KRS-One is there and he comes backstage and he says, you know what to do. It's like the first thing he said to me. I, I, I'm looking at this legend. He like, man, you know what to do to see these people, to see, um, Drake when he was on the come up, come in Kansas City and like, you know, he was performing at a college. You know, he was already Drake, but he was performing at colleges in for him to see us and be like, boy, like, dudes give us hard hugs. Buster, yeah. hard hug. Like, if we on the show, Buster Rhymes come backstage, and you know what kind of performer he is, come backstage and talk on your ear, hugging you. Do you know, they have no idea what's about to happen to them tonight. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So, to have all of these great people tout us as we like do say your favorite rappers favorite rapper but i really feel like your favorite rappers will come watch us perform that gives you an idea no i think that's a that's a beautiful way of of explaining it i mean you that 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 paints the picture exactly for for people that that may not have seen that uh up close and personal now i'm gonna be honest like when when because i i mean obviously shout out to glasses he's the first person to introduce me to y'all into what you had going on, obviously with with Strange and everything, and at first, like obviously, you know, being from where we from, I looked at, I judged it immediately. I'm of like, course. I'm, not, I'm not going to see that shit. Like it, that's the first thing I think I said when when he told me about y'all, right? And so, <laughs> I think I don't remember where it was at. I remember what venue it was at specifically, but I can't. I I end up just being with him one day, and we went to a show. And I literally was just standing there watching y'all on stage and I couldn't move. And like, I didn't, I, 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 I couldn't go to the restroom. I couldn't go get a drink. Like I couldn't do, I couldn't do anything. I was just standing there like, and I, and, and you know how, like, you know how you have those dreams where you know, it's a dream, but you still can't wake up. It was like that. 
Because I'm trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is happening to me right now? Yeah. That's what it's like watching you on stage, bro. So I just wanted to give you your flowers before we dive into it. But, like, nobody, they right. Everybody that you named are correct. To this day, I still say this to this day. When people when people ask me, when I talk, when I go on interviews, when I talk to people, I'm like, they're like the best performers. I'm like, oh, it's not even close. It's not even close. And I told, I told, I came back telling the whole, I came back telling them, like, you got to go see this shit, right? To believe it. Yeah. I'm talking about everything from the choreography to the, and I never really, and people, I don't think people, the fans who come and watch you perform, right? Whether it's with Tech Nine as a duo, whether it's Chris Calico by on, on solo, whatever the case may be, I feel like when people come and watch y'all, I don't think that they understand all that went into it. Nah, the yeah. the, the lights are choreographed to your steps. Oh yeah, the the, the fogger is choreographed to the records. The, yeah. the, the 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 sound system is like every every little thing. The costume changes. Detail. Like, the, the attention to detail, bro, and I just, I, like I said, I'm just giving you your flowers because, you know, you, you never know, but I'm just giving you your flowers because I feel like a lot of times when 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 we rec- we see greatness, we kind of marvel at greatness and we don't necessarily a- acknowledge it. Man, this is true. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. You're one um, of them dudes, though, man. You're, you're, you're a completely honest cat. I know everybody tells you that. Brutally honest, which I absolutely can appreciate. One thousand percent. You know what I'm saying. So with that being said, I've sent you stuff before. You like, nah, that ain't it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Don't know that they need that. Right. Do be knowing that they need that because when you get kudos from a lot of people around the world, you know what I'm saying. You'll start kind of smelling yourself, and you might think everything you do is good, and that is not true. Yeah. You know. So you need honest people like that. It's like, nah, that ain't it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I wanted to be honest in this moment. Like you, you, on stage, bro, it ain't the you, you can't nobody really fuck with you. <laughs> can't nobody fuck with you, bro. So, so that, even that, to even to um to take a chance on splitting from tech at this moment, like the fans, I knew I had to deliver in a certain way. I did a whole a, a live stream show um to reveal this information to the fans because if I just left and all of a sudden they saw me not do it like I was I'm gonna be honest man uh, people love us so much I had to let them I had to ease it on them because I didn't want anybody to uh our fans we're kind of we've been uh therapy to our fans and so I didn't want to cause any type of weird response or reaction within our fan base so I did a reveal show and just you know, explained that I was starting my own label, Earhouse, and um, how I was going to be. Plus, I wanted them to see my show uh, without Tech, because a lot of people, people have seen me without Tech. They haven't really seen him without me. Correct. Uh, which they will see on his new tour. But, uh, you know, I wanted them to see how I get down with just me, my band, my, you know, just because I play with a live band, but it's still like crazy. When you now now also what what initially what initially prompted you wanting to leave and do your own thing away from tech? Like did this did this recently something recently you come to the realization or something that before? I've been thinking about it for a while. I've been thinking about it for a while. I, I resigned in in twenty nineteen, uh, a shorter contract, but I um I've been thinking about it for a minute because I wanted my own whole situation. I learned the game. 
And I, I seen Nipsey on your shows. Nipsey know the game. Most people that are at a label do not. Correct. It's when they're signed artists. And I did not for a long time, but, and I'll leave it at that. I learned the game. And so um, I wanted to control my whole own situation. Uh, from a, you're, you're at a, it's a great position to be in, but as an artist at a label, when you don't own it, you're at a bit of a disadvantage. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. And so, and that's what anywhere, that's working anywhere. Right, right. I'll drive a, if you drive a, 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 the bus, the city bus, you work for them. They're actually the one benefiting the most. That's what any company, that's what any label as an employee, if you're not, uh, if you're not the owner, you you don't stand to benefit like the owners do. I mean, that's real, that's, that's, that's real talk. So I, I decided that I wanted to do that. Um, uh, the pandemic is really what kicked it off is that I was sitting here. We hadn't done a show. 90% of my income comes from us being on the road right. and we're on the road 200 days a year. Right. It's, it, it just gets cut to zero. So now your income is, I mean, you know, you're going to get royalties and things like that, but you know, as you know, when you're at a label, what level that's at. Uh, right. And so, I decided like, you know what, this is a good time for me to figure it out. I literally built this studio that I'm in right now. This was just a basement, a storage basement. So I, I got on YouTube, looked up how to, you know, looked up carpentry and built this whole studio myself wow. and, and turned this into where I'm going to operate everything out of. And my wife and I, I mean, we, we, we got our business together, you know, because that's the other thing is that you can't leave a job unless you got another job or unless you already got your business in order. So I got all of my business in order, uh, attorneys to LLCs, to inc incorporations, to everything, uh, you know, aligned up my, uh, aligned my um, distribution, merchandise, uh, fulfillment. I mean, everything, I lined this up and then I took that step. When you, when you have to, when you make a step like that is, do you, obviously it's gonna be high emotional, you know, uh, damage, like when, it, when you come, when you come to splitting, right? Oh, yeah. from, from somebody especially somebody that's a, like a family to you right but mm -hmm. the decision is it is it's all professional is none of it is personal it can't be but there is a mixture of both when you spend 20 years somewhere you spend 20 years i mean we've been in a tour bus we i talk about it all the time we've been in a tube traveling down the highway for two decades that's my brother. That was going to always be my brother. And he understood. As a matter of fact, I was just with somebody asked me the other day in the interview, man, what's your relationship like with tech? Is there beef? I said, let me explain my relationship with tech real easy. He called me Sunday and said, hey, man, I'm at Costco. I got these two 85 inch TVs. I can't fit them in my car. Where you at? I'm like, I'll be right there. Mm. Wow. This is Brotherhood, my man. Yeah. This is my relationship with tech now. I pull up because I drive pickup trucks. So I pull up in my truck grab his TVs, take him to his house. He's like, man, I love you so much, Tal. And that's just how I go. That's that's our relationship in a nutshell. Uh, we will always be brothers. Um, I, I don't think this is the total end for Tech 9 and Chris Calico. 
Um, but it was definitely time for me to do my own thing and be the captain of my own ship, 100%. What about I, I couldn't be happier. I'm going to be honest. I feel super happy doing it this way. What about your relationship with the label, with Strange Music in general? Or is that is that separate from the with the Tech Nine relationship? It's it's definitely separate from the relationship with Tech. Um, uh, of course, with with, with 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 Strange Music with Travis, it's, it's a lot more business. Travis and I love each other, man. We actually got love too. Travis is definitely more business, but he understood that. I don't believe that relationship is going to be tarnished. Um, I, I believe that the writing was on the wall for both of us, that it was probably time for us to separate. Um, but that more so, I really wanted to go out and do this thing myself. And I wanted to take a chance. Um, both of them were even saying like, you know, well, man, you know, your foundation is here. I was like, well, can you think about, okay, so it's the, the ground is also a foundation for us to walk on. We're more secure walking on the ground, but think about the mentality of somebody who wants to jump out of airplanes, they're attracted to the thrill of the unknown. Mm. Maybe I'll fall, maybe I won't. They're attracted to that. I was more attracted to the idea of getting out here and either sinking or swimming on my own. Got right. Right. Oh, uh, you know, I, I think that there is no choice by the label but to respect that and to allow me to go out there and do my thing. So was was you re-signing in 2019 more of you saying, okay, let me let me see what can work from this situation or let me give myself more time to kind of make things right before I take that leap? No, I didn't have to make things right. I, I, I've always done everything 1000% correct. Uh, I'm even on time to everything. You see, I, I came in this interview three minutes early. You were yeah, before us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, it wasn't anything. It, it, I was thinking about walking away from music at the time uh, the music business is very tough uh, and it can take its toll on you. But I decided that I um, I was going to resign there. Uh, that was my home. It was what I would get what I was used to. How we talk about just getting comfortable. But I felt like um, I feel like change is just like this little jolt to move you forward. You know what I'm saying? And so okay. I um I think that even when you're even when you're a person that owns the company, when you get new employees in, sometimes it gives you like it's a fresh little boost to the company. I wanted that for myself. I felt like um, in certain ways I was kind of on a hamster wheel. We had been doing what we had been doing for a long time. And, you know, I, I just I just wanted something new. I, I wanted to try something new. And why not be my own boss? man? Why not uh, own your own masters? Why not own your own masters and pass that down to my children? Because I'm going to put out music. I'm going to put out song after song after song after song. I just dropped this one. I already got all the rest of my whole year planned out as far as uh, release dates and everything. Um, but why not own all of that and pass that down to my kids? My, my seven-year-old is an aspiring musician. Why not have a place uh, already that he can go, he can run it himself, you know, and not have to answer to anybody, not have to meet anybody's approval, not have to do uh, anything on anyone else's schedule and just, you know, be his own boss. So I wanted to set that example. My father, I never saw my father work for anybody. My father owned a company from the sixties until he died in 1989. Man. I never saw him work for anybody. And so I was inspired by that same type of philosophy. And here we go with Earhouse. So Airhouse, explain the name, man. What does it derive from? And I, I love the fact that, you know, the, the, the family, your family oriented with it. You talked about, you know, passing it down to your, to your, to your son and um, your wife helping you with the label as well, man. Talk about that dynamic as far as doing that. 
Yeah. My wife is the co-owner of the label. Uh, she also manages me as well. I, I mean, I'm managed by a couple of people now, but she's the main one. And um, uh, we wanted to do it ourselves. She's super sharp. She's got like a master's. She's got a master's degree in business, uh, a, a bachelor's degree in like psychology. She's a very educated woman. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I, I thought that what, but she's been, she's actually flipped two or three companies herself. When she goes in and works there, they go from making no money to making millions of dollars a year. She did it two different times. I'm like, you can't do this for anybody else. We need to do right, this. Right, because right, right. Salary, and it's a minimal salary at that while she's turning their co company around. Well, we can just start mine. You don't have to turn it around. We can start it from scratch, uh, coming out the gate swinging. So that was my philosophy for doing it like that. Um, as far as the name goes, uh, I have I do every type of music. I write for other artists. I write country. I write gospel music, rock. I mean, like, I, of course, I've written a multitude of, of songs for Tech. His biggest song is called Everybody But Me. Wrote that hook. Um, and usually, I, you know, when it came to strange music and tech, I would perform it, too. But, I mean, I've written songs for Luke Bryan. And uh, I'm actually... I, 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 well, if it didn't land, I won't count it, but I've written for a lot, a lot of different people. And so uh, I thought about, dang, everything that people want to hear, I can do. So I had this mission statement like, dang, everything you want to hear comes from this house, like literally this house I'm in right now. Uh, everything that goes in your ear comes from this house, the ear house. It was simple. Plus, I wanted it to be, I wanted my brand. And man, I'm even particular about my brand. And this is, this is one of my hats. My logo has to be super simple and easy to get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I looked at uh, the way that Walmart brands themselves and Home Depot and uh, Waffle House and just all of these, you know, big, huge brands. And I was like, man, their brand looks like it's a recognizable logo from a long way away. Yeah. So I want to have something to say, even Nike, the way that they, uh, you know, the way that they that, that their brand looks. I wanted something that looks just like that. You know, like this plain Nike sign. So mm -hmm. I, I even came up, I came up with that, uh, pitched it to my guy, described it to him exactly how I wanted it to look, my, my designer, and even all of my merch, every all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted, I wanted stuff that's easy to digest. And again, everything you want to hear comes from this house right here. So I, I don't know. I, I, try to, I try to dip into the psychology of marketing and how these brands win. And so tr I try to adopt the same things that I see them doing and, and put it to use for me. And it helps their yeah. wife. You got a degree in psychology. So, you know, right. this is a win-win there. So she was trying to use it on me. I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> now, as a father, man, like I always do this thing called dad advice. What dad advice could you give to myself and other fathers out there? You know, as somebody that's in the business, running the business, having a family business, what, what dad advice could you give to all the, uh, the fathers out there? Man, you got to take time. One of the things that I've recognized that a lot of uh, my peers, they, they were horrible fathers. They were not good dads, a lot of them. And we're on the road, especially on the road 200 and something days a year, it's easy to, I made my time count. Every time I came home and I got smaller kids, my oldest kid is 15. You know, I, 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 have, I have a small child too. Uh, but I made my time count. When I come home, I'm at ice cream socials, PTA meetings, the chili supper, uh, parent-teacher conferences. If I'm on the road, I'm grading papers on the. I, I come. I'm a, I'm a new parent. I'm a millennial parent. So he's acting yeah. up. I'm, get on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> get your ass on the screen. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so uh, I just I just always made sure I was available because think about it, man. We're not on stage all of the time. We have a meet and greet in the afternoon and we get on stage at night. There's a lot of hours in the day and you got to make your time count with your kids. That's it. That's it. That's fine. I, I love that, bro. I love um, that, man. Something you just spoke on about uh, branding and marketing, right? Um, if you were a label, right, and you had... If you were a label and you had someone come to you who who could write any kind of music and they mm-hmm. like earhouse, right? So okay. you, you run an earhouse and you have a uh a young a young kid hit you up, like, man, I could write any kind of music, country, rock and roll, whatever. I could sing, I could rap, I could rap chopper, I could rap devil tongue, all that. And the kid is stocky, round, got vitiligo, et cetera. What do do you say to that kid to prepare that kid for the music industry? Wow. Well, first thing you got to do is be able to make songs that connect. So I always can write and chop and all of this other stuff that I could do, but I've wrote songs that can connect. I think that's what got me in the door with tech and Trav and Strange Music. Because I always made my, I put myself in the way. I also leaned into what I looked like. I didn't ever try to hide it. Yeah, I leaned into it. That became the reason my name is Chris Calico, is because of my face. The Calico Cat has a bunch of colors, so does my mm-hmm. face. So I leaned into it, even with my name. So I think that you uh, acknowledge it, especially these days. You can do that. Twenty years ago, DJ Head, DJ Head. You see what I'm saying? You knew you had a big ass head. Hey, it's gonna be what it's Lean gonna be. Into it. Yeah. Hey, my mom, Lean my mom into that. My mom told me a long time ago when she told me, she said, when I came out, she said, You tore me from end to end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry for putting that out there. You know, and mom's like, damn. I was like, hold on, man. <laughs> I told you hey, hey, world. Well, you of me as stitches for everybody. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. You, you leaned into it. That's one thing I think if that's your thing, man, that can be that was my strong point. My mom told me that a long time ago. She's like, you need to make that like not a gimmick, but lean into it. And so I did. I named myself Chris Calico. And um, so that was the first thing. And then secondly, again. You can write, and I, you know how many people at meet and greets are rapping to me in my ear. I do virtual meet and greets now. They're rapping to me and stuff. That's all cool, but can you make songs that connect? Can you make somebody that's got money want to put it into you? A lot of dudes just put money into rappers and stuff, but I'm saying want to put money into you and connect with folks. I knew when I did Anxiety, which is one of the earlier songs I did, and it connected. That's probably still one of my most famous songs as far as my yeah. fan base. For sure. Um, I knew it would connect because so many people suffer from anxiety. So that's what I was saying. I love I love your messaging though about about embracing yourself though, because that I feel like that's that's like really important to 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 lean into who you are, what you about. And then where I'm from, like I couldn't I didn't have a they just wouldn't call me Aaron. So I you know, your name is Head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I remember going to a high school and, and whenever I go to schools and talk to kids and stuff, that always is my, I'm, I take my hat off and show it to them. Like, hey, bro, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You can't get away from it. And so I think that's why, like, that's why I asked you that as far as like, um, 
you know, leaning into your your true self. And then also, like, when I, I remember going to the school out here, uh, I went to Lock High School and watched. And I was talking to the kids there. And the dude was like, I mean, I want to be a DJ. You know, he wanted to be like me. And I'm like, well, what do your friends call you? Because he had another DJ name in mind. I'm like, he was like, well, they call me fat. They call me, you know, Gordo. I said, you DJ Gordo. Done. And he was like, man, I, I was like, bro, you DJ Gordo, bro. You got to you got to embrace that. You know what Dude, I'm saying? That's literally my whole mission. Like, again, I you know, some of the comments, 99% of the comments on my videos, posts, everything are, are positive. Of course, sometimes we'll lean into the negative ones. And the negative ones are like, I even saw some today, like, man, you're promoting uh, uh, obesity. <laughs> you're I'm promoting like, obesity. I'm not, why, why would anyone promote obesity? I'm promoting just self-love, like DJ Gordo. Right. This is exactly what I'm promoting with my song, Wait. So it's like, that's literally been my mission the whole time. Cause I've been, I suffer from mental illness. I have forever since I was 15. What, what are you, you have anxiety? I have anxiety. I've been diagnosed um, bipolar or bipolar mania, uh, clinical depression. Uh, I mean, everything. There's really not, I mean, so they've seen these symptoms in other people. They put a name to it. You act like that. You have it. Got That's it. science behind it. Um, I, I don't accept any of those things. I know it's, I know that I suffer from mental illness, dude. I, I, a lot of days I have to make it through the day. I have to like, it's not like, it's just a Tuesday. I was nice. I went to work and I literally had to pull myself through the day. I did it today. I it was hard for me to get out of bed. I suffer from like clinical depression. I, I've gone to so many specialists and doctors and they can see it in my mitochondria. They can see it at a cellular level. I had a doctor tell me, man, I had to look at you again because when I looked at you on a cellular level, it looked like you're screaming on the inside, but you seem cool. I'm like, well, I learned how to wow. turn it on. I learned how to just, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I've been, uh, I speak about it. I've spoken about being suicidal and how I get through it, my coping mechanisms that I use to keep from uh, feeling like I'm losing my mind. And it's like, uh, plus the trauma that I've gone through, even, you know, through like the trauma doesn't help, you know? So, I, you know, I, I speak about these things. I, I, I position my, my posture is a man and manly, but vulnerable at the same time. And I'm okay with that because that is me. Anything else, I'm, and I'm putting the act on. You know what I mean? I've seen Charlemagne talk about it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I identified with it. I actually haven't read his book. I need to read his book, but I've seen yeah. people talk about it. It's getting really popular. Not that that's what he was doing, but it's getting really popular to be able to do that because before men, we didn't do it, especially black dudes. We definitely didn't talk about no mental health. It was like, nah, man, such a punk ass something. You know what I mean? But I, I, I always knew like that wasn't the way I was going to get help. I was going to get help by um certain coping mechanisms even man something as simple as if you're going through a bunch i literally drink a green smoothie i literally just killed one right here i drink wow. a, I drink a green smoothie greens um have the ability to change you from a cellular level quickly like just getting greens in your body you know what i'm saying that's why when people like you promote obesity i'm like nigga i just drank a smoothie <laughs> smoothie <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to FaceTime you with the, with the cup? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But um, I, I always acknowledge the mental the mental illness that I've suffered from. I always acknowledge how I look, and again, I lean into it, and I think it helps people.
Facts. I so is there any, any any well we know we know Earhouse is the new label. We we got yeah. the new song. What, what what what's up? Is there an album coming from this? And is what can we look forward to 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 getting all that? I'm gonna be honest, I got my year planned out and I'm just dropping singles, dude. That's really what I wanted to do. People are used to getting albums from me, but I'm gonna be honest, man, in researching and starting this whole earhouse thing, one of the things that I learned within my research is that people tend to not pay attention after four songs of an album. Mm. So you got 12 songs on there and they're paying, there's so much music, dude, there's over, I forgot the number, but there's tens of thousands of records getting uploaded for streaming every single day. If I thought about myself as the customer, I don't really have time to listen to your whole album. So I'm just gonna keep giving them jewels. Boom, here's a jewel next month. Boom, another jewel next month. So they got time to digest everybody else's music. And I always wanted people to want more of me. I feel like with this song, people are loving this song so much, I feel like they're waiting on the next one. So if I gave them eight, 11 more songs to listen to right now, I think it just, I don't know. That's just not the way that I want to attack it. And per the research that I've done, you should just drop, you should drop singles. Um, and I'll probably drop a, my fans been asking me for a Christmas album forever. I thought it was kind of corny at first, like a K-R-I-Z-Z-M-A-S Christmas uh, album. Oh man, it's cheesy. But they've been asking for it. And if you lean into it. Lean into it. Come on, Chuck. Come on, lean into it, man. It. You gotta do it. On it. They've been asking me for a Christmas album forever. So I probably would do a Christmas EP and then drop singles for the rest of the year. And I got visuals and singles and everything already ready. So. I think gotcha. that's smart because oftentimes what we see, especially when we do interviews like this, is you know, the, the artist comes on, they drop the album, two weeks later, all right, so when's the next, uh, like, damn, live with the body of music that they just released before asking for the, for the next thing. So you take it the perfect way. It ain't consumed like that, though, Chuck. It ain't yeah. consumed like that. It's consumed, especially if you're on a playlist. If you're on these editorial playlists with Spotify, with Apple, what have you, I mean, they're going to from your song to the next song to the next. Song. This is how they're used to consuming music. Yeah. So I don't think I should try to, you know, much love to ever. I don't want to try to force all of this stuff down their throat. It's to me, it could be consumer fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just give you, I'm gonna give you a jewel. I make my songs shorter. So you wanna you wanna replay it, and then I'll come with another one real soon. So you're not gonna do a uh, 40 songs on a, on a playlist like Chris Brown. Oh. <laughs> No, and you know, and that probably works for him. He also has a major machine for behind. Him. For sure, no, for sure. Me, Earhouse is me, and Crystal. That's it. <laughs> and I do have it. It's me and Crystal, and she upstairs. <laughs> she upstairs right now. I mean, you know, I got help from my distribution company. My distribution company is so great. Command Shift, they've been amazing, and I have other people that have been helping me uh, that are. Uh, record execs from other major labels that had just jumped in because they believed in my in my. Yeah. In my That's what's up. Is there anybody that you haven't worked with um, that that like you haven't wrote for, whether it landed or not? Anybody that you have not worked with that you kind of want to throw that out there, like, hey, like, let's oh get man, that. yeah, Toby Wigway, Toby Ooh. Wigway, man, my favorite artist in the world. Fire. DM'd him one day and was like, "Hey, man, I see you, brother." And he, he hit me back, said, yeah, I see you too, or something like that, something to that effect, like, yeah, right on or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I never know how to pronounce his name. I'm sure everybody, but Toby Wigway, I think is how he I says I don't even that. try to say yeah, his I name. Know, I, know, I know who you're talking about. That's Wigway. all that matters. We know who you're talking about. He's amazing. He's amazing. 
Lizzo, amazing. I love to work with Lizzo. I love to work with Toby. And I love to work with, uh, dang, I just got on to him, man. The other guy, um, he sings Heartbreak. Uh, Giveon. Giveon. Yeah, he from yes. here. Yeah. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Giveon. Heartbreak Anniversary or something like that. Yep. Heartbreak Anniversary. Those three artists, man, I would love to work with, man. But Toby, top of the top of the food chain for me, man. I, I I'm trying to figure out who got the who got the line on him so we can make it happen. Man, you gotta hit that fool in the DM again. Like, yeah, hey, like, hey, I know you've seen this. Hey, right on, right email, on. I'm, finna, I'm gonna on. send you something right now. Well, and I know he works with Paul Wall. He's worked with Paul Wall, and Paul Wall's the homie. Yeah. Uh, they from Houston, so I might have to go through Paul just to, you know, sometimes that extra little uh, val validation of kind of like, oh man, you got to work with Chris. He did that, 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 that. Because hey, well, we're going to get this up and, and we're going to tag him and he's going to see. Lean it. into your resources, Chris. Let's come on, go. man. That, that's that's going to be the name of this episode, man. Lean into it, dog. Lean, Lean into, into it. it. I always yeah. tell people, Chris, to take advantage of your advantages, bro. The advantage that you have. Is you you a whole fucking beast out here? People know who you Last are. Legend. Your contributions need, need not be spoken about, and you have resources. Tap into them bitches and lean into it. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this tonight. As you should. Let, let I'm, I'm gonna ask you one more question because you mentioned how you know Kendrick obviously gave you 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 props, right? You mentioned Buster Rhymes leaning in and, and telling you that you know the the show's amazing. Jay Z singing the words to the song, right? Would you would you rather have it can your, your career continue to go in that fashion where you may not be a household name to the extent of a Jay-Z or a Kendrick Lamar, but you got the respect of the people in the industry? Or would you have it the other way where you are a household name and make an impact that way? Um, and you know, people think you you you're decent. You're all right, you're cool. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. I I, I would I would not rather be any of those. I guess if I had to pick one, I'd rather, be, I don't know, man. Cause you know, I want to say I'd rather be respected, but we're in the music business. So naturally I don't want it to be a limit on it. I don't want a glass ceiling over my head as far as my career goes. Um, and then if I was a household name, I would be able to affect people on a grander scale. Right. So, I, you know, I know that's kind of not answering your question, but my answer would be I, I, I want it all and not from a position of greed, but from a position of exposure and being able to get this message across. And it's not like I just got a message. I mean, I got club bangers, too. You know what I'm saying? I got, you know, shit for the street, too. You know, it, I, I just I know if I'm more visible, I can affect more people. That's it. Got it, man. Got it. I love it, man. I, I love this conversation, bro. And I, I wish you well with with everything with Airhouse and, and, and just moving forward and the progression and just leaning into everything, bro. I really enjoyed this conversation. Now, is there yeah. anything that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure that the people know? Now, what's current is what's happening right now, man. The single weight. And uh, that's it, man. My, my videos is, is, is doing better than uh, in, in a quicker amount of time. Uh, than any video I've, I've dropped. And this is me by myself doing it mm. um, with the help of Command Shift and with the help of a few other nameless people. I got to leave nameless. Uh, but uh, that's it, man. That's what's current right now. Just keep looking for me. Uh, Chris Calico, K-R-I-Z-Z-K-A-L-I-K-O is my socials. I, it ain't the real. It ain't the original, literally. 
It's Chris Calico. Yeah. Social outlet. And if you just pay attention to me, you'll be hella entertained. Love man. it, man. Appreciate you. We appreciate bro. you, man. Thank you I for the conversation, Chris Calico, man. Thank Home you, guys. Be out there soon shooting more videos, man. Y'all got to slide through. For sure. Hit me Home up. Home Radio. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, Chris Calico. Thank you.